It's Billy. Welcome to the Start Small, Believe Big podcast, a safe place for those desiring to find fulfillment, confidence, and peace, yet feel overwhelmed and discouraged. What if that discouragement is stifling what God desires to do in and through our lives? I believe as we learn, grow, and serve, we can find fulfillment, confidence, and peace. Sit down, get comfy, or turn up the volume while you work out or get life done. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to do. Today, I want to welcome Stacey Wallace, author of Fueled by Fire, Becoming a Woman of Courage, Faith, and Influence. With over 30 years of business leadership, 25 years of nonprofit work, a marriage of 23 years, and two God-fearing young adults, Stacy teaches women how to escape the trap of unrealistic expectations and how to overcome the addiction to, appro- to the approval of others. Her life of miracle comeback story shows proof to the message she boldly carries of being fueled by the fire of the Holy Spirit in a world that loves to water down the truth. Welcome, Stacy. I am so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to be here, Billy. I not only just to be on the show, but also even our pre-show, just to hear yes. your energy, your love for your listeners, and what you're wanting to do with this podcast. I'm just honored to be here. Well, thank you so much. I want you to just start out by telling us a little bit about your background in business, how you got started, and how that ended up leading to where you are now. I know it's a long story, but just <laughs> give me the highlights. I'm so excited to hear. Well, I was raised in a preacher's home. I was a a preacher's daughter. My grandfather was a missionary, had a Bible college. He raised up and sent missionaries around the world. And so when I was young, I had this talent of singing and I, I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis as a baby. And so the enemy tried to snuff me out really early. And cystic fibrosis is a disease of your lungs where they fill up with fluid um, I was miraculously healed. My parents took me to a prayer meeting and I had pneumonia after pneumonia after pneumonia. And then, of course, the doctors uh, diagnosed me with cystic fibrosis. And my parents refused to accept that diagnosis. They went to the church, they had a prayer meeting, and they just kept saying, She will live and not die. She will live and not die. And she'll proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And from that prayer meeting forward, uh, I never had another sign of pneumonia, cystic fibrosis, any type of illness or weakness in my lungs. I was miraculously healed. And isn't it interesting that the enemy always tries to destroy you right where God probably intends to use you the most? And for me, it was my lungs. So growing up, I had a wonderful singing career. By the time I was 16, I was on stage with a 21-piece orchestra and recording and became new uh, nominated for new female vocalist of the year and sang at the Olympics. And so these worldly doors just swung wide open. And then when I was 18 years old, I was introduced to the world of sales and realized that my lungs didn't just sing, but they could also help me communicate effectively. My first paycheck, Billy, was $8,976. And you give that to any 18-year-old girl, and she's just going to go, what? 
So I was my first semester into college and I dropped out and I said, I'm already making more than my professor. (laughs) So I dropped out and became an entrepreneur and it changed the trajectory of my understanding of ministry and business because my whole life, and now I say I'm 49% boss lady and I, I operate at the highest level of major corporations in the telecom industry and I coach executives, CEOs, professionals, um, individuals who want to take their game to another level. Um, I've been doing this for over 30 years. So I'm 49% boss lady, but I'm 51% missionary because everything that I do, I do it as under the Lord. And I know that he's giving me these unique giftings and abilities, a lot of failures. You know, you don't get to a place of being at an elite status, whether it's in baseball or whether it's in sports or whether it's in business without falling down, breaking a few bones, doing some face plants in business. But then if you fall down seven times, you just learn to get up eight. And so here I am, I just turned 51 years old. And I believe that right now I'm living my best life, 24 years of marriage, uh, all the things that God's allowed me to do. It's not because of my talent. It's not because of my skill set. There's a lot better people in the world than me. It's because I learned early on by my daddy and my grandpa, babies say yes to the Holy Spirit. And he will equip you with skill sets, mindset, and abilities that you could never do yourself. And I'm living proof of the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why the book is called Fueled by Fire. Love it. Love it. This podcast is named Start Small, Believe Big, because what I want women to feel is let's not resist the small beginnings, but persist in the next thing that God's calling us to do. And so let's go back to those beginnings. What, What were some of those little small steps that you took in faith, not knowing what the answer may be? Like you said, that paycheck, you're like, okay, I'm making more than I am going to college. So I'm going to jump into that. But were there times where those small steps didn't seem as clear to you? Every day. Every day. And, and when people look at me online or they see my TED Talk or they see my social space, they think, oh, well, that must have been easy. <laughs> um, it, it's never easy. Jesus' life was never easy. Paul, James, John, Noah, Adam, Eve, I mean, it, there's no one on the planet Oprah, I could just go through practical, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, no one has achieved greatness in any area without learning how to endure through those seasons of suffering, of setback. Um, I've had homes burned down. I've had people close to me pass away. Obviously, diagnoses that we've overcome, some folks that passed away because of the diagnoses, losing my vocal cords in the middle of my career, which caused me to pivot away from music for years uh, because I had to get a new A game uh, because my ham- my vocal cords are like hamburger meat. When I go all the way back to, and, and what's coming to my mind, Billy, is 12 years old. My father put me in a singing contest and I can remember I had a skirt on and I remember crying because he would have me practice and practice and practice and practice. And I would cry, daddy, is is it ever going to be good enough for you? You know, like it was like, he was just kept pushing me to be better. And in those seasons, there was conflict because I thought I I shouldn't have to work this hard to win my father's approval. 
But what he was creating in me, and this is a good, good father, he saw in me what I couldn't see in myself. And I got in that first contest when I was 12. That's before, that's back when there was something called star search. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, like American yeah. Idol or the voice. Exactly. And, and he said, you know, he practiced my opening and he, he practiced the ending of the song and I had to do it over and over again. And I remember getting on stage and I literally under my skirt could feel my knees clacking together. I was so afraid. And I have learned that that energy, that voice of the enemy and the adversary comes to kill, steal, and destroy you from being what God's called you to do. It doesn't go away because you just play at different levels. The voices just get louder. They get more tactful. They, the voices still to this day, even as I'm operating in a, a major position in a company and now as a coach that's coaching other leaders and hungry entrepreneurs, I hear the voice all the time. You're not good enough. Who do you think you are? You're just a dressed up Barbie. They're not going to respect you. And so if those voices are coming in your life or to your listeners, then the chances are they know something that you don't know. They see something in you that you haven't seen yourself. So don't stop. Press through that season and just imagine what it is that the Holy Spirit can do with a little 12-year, 13-year-old girl that says yes. He could birth the Savior of the world with one yes. Amen. Now, Stacy, I want to talk about your book, Fueled by Fire. Um, in the beginning of your new book, you talk about what it means to boom. I love that. <laughs> what does that mean and why is it so important for women today? Well, BOOM is an acronym for Breaking Out of Mediocrity. And really it started, uh, and, and it's funny because I do this in the TED Talk, and when I have an audience, <laughs> which is a little different these days, we may or may not. That day I had an audience when I had the TED Talk. It was the first time TED was coming out of pandemic and doing an audience. And I remember telling everybody, say BOOM. And when I do it, I look, you know, because I, I actually grew up in the hood. So I have a little bit more boom than, than most folks. A little more assume. urban boom. <laughs> I have a little more, yeah, urban boom. That's good. I'm going to use that. Yeah, um, but when you, when you boom, you break out of mediocrity. And, and it's just like the sonic boom. You know, it's the pressure that's built up to break the sound barrier. There has to be an immense amount of pressure built up in order for there to be a boom. Well, that's what happens in our lives. And, and I'm, a, I'm not a big movie buff, but I did go see Wonder Woman when it came out. And if you remember in Wonder Woman, even in the old 80s, and, and that it's when she would cross her arms unexpectedly. The enemy would be coming in and crashing in. The pressure would be great. She would cross her arms and then there were these boom and it would throw everything back around her. Well, that's what, if you can imagine that in the spirit, when, when we as women engage with the power source of the universe, not the universe, there's difference between the universe and the God of the universe. When we tap into the power source of the universe, we defy logic. We break through limitations. We overcome mental barriers. We have an ability to see what we weren't able to see before because we put on a spirit nature, a spirit mindset. We are fueled by the fire of the Holy Spirit, which means when you are fire, you can go through fire without getting burned. 
So you can be in the world and not of the world. And you can come out looking just like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. You can go into the fire because of the fourth man that's surrounding or the Holy Spirit that enables you to do what you could never, ever. I, I do negotiations, multi, multi-million dollar, even in billion dollar rooms, negotiations. And I'll walk into the room going, dear Jesus, <laughs> why am I in this room? I don't even, I didn't go to college. I don't have a fancy pedigree. I didn't come from a wealthy family, but he's put me in these rooms because he knows I will silence the flesh and I'll just listen. And then I'll say yes. And when he says whatever I'm supposed to say, and I say it, I watch grown men cry. I watch women melt who would normally be my opposition. Why? Because if God is for you, no room, no people, no people group on the planet can truly be against you because he's going to go before you and make a way. And that's really what the book is about. It's about teaching women how to have that kind of courage, faith, and then how to use that to create influence in the marketplace. Really, women are the greatest influencers on the planet. And that's why the enemy targeted him so much in the Garden of Eden. He knew that. Absolutely. I, I could listen to you all day. I'd love this. Question for you. Why do you believe that power of agreement is so huge for women? And I, I want to hear your answer because I agree so much. I agree with you. But why is <laughs> that power of agreement so huge for women? Well, even right now, Billy, um, because there's a lot of podcasts, right? And there's a lot of podcasts where women aren't in agreement. But yes. if you and I are really in agreement right now, if that's more than just a host saying to a guest, if we are really in agreement, that means that right now, you and I can pray for anything and anyone and it will be done. Amen. Because we go to the Father who is already in agreement with our destiny and he's already in agreement with healing. He's already in agreement with breakthrough. He already says that I, my stripes made you whole, not will make you whole, but made you whole. So when we come into agreement as women, or we come into agreement with our husbands, if you can just find one or two or three, it says we're two or three. It's so all you really need is one that will come into agreement with you. It's not enough to pray. And when I say that, it's kind of shocking. I'm like, prayer's not enough. It's the prayer of agreement, the fervent, effectual. What is an effectual prayer? The prayer of agreement, meaning that you're coming into agreement with another human source within form and matter. And the spirit behind this person and the spirit behind this person are now, it's like wonder twins activate. <laughs> they come together in agreement. It creates an energy and, and we know that, you know, there's a lot of new age conversations about energy. We know scientifically there is an energy source that is in the world. I call it God <laughs> because okay. he is my energy source, but <laughs> that I could say something right now and they call it the butterfly effect. And I can say something right now and it affects a tsunami over in Australia, for example, there is energy flow constantly happening. Well, what happens is you have resonance and you have dissonance. When you have resonance, so for example, Billy, if you are, let's say we're in Carnegie Hall and you are a piano that I come over and I play a chord on the piano on the stage of Carnegie Hall. And what's amazing is there can be a secondary piano 
at the very back of Carnegie Hall. And even though no one's playing that piano, when I hit the chord on this piano on stage, it automatically plays on that other piano. That's called resonance because you've got two playing as one, right? Dissonance is when there's a disconnect. And so the enemy loves disconnects. He loves dissonance. It's kryptonite to the Christian. But the fervent, effectual prayer, the prayer of agreement is kryptonite to the enemy. He cannot stop the prayer of agreement. That is so good. That is so good. Another thing that you talk about in your book, which is very intriguing, is women are Satan's worst nightmare. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they are. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that. (laughs) So let's go back and let's look at where it all started, right? So in the Garden of Eden, you have male and female, and God had a plan, not one over the other. And, And I think that we all believe that who are Christians, we know that men aren't better than women. And certainly we're not a society of feminism where women are better than men or women should have the jobs because they're women or they shouldn't get under the same pressure as men. They should. We should all deal with the humanity that comes at us in equal format. Now, the beautiful part about this is if we do a historical research on the beginning of women, why did Satan not just go, obviously, Adam was susceptible to influence. He could have just gone to Adam, but he didn't because he knew I can take out Adam, but I missed the influencer. I'm going to go after the primary influencer on the planet, which is woman, because if she ever recognizes her power and authority, she will expand this God nature. So what does he do? He goes after Eve. And of course, Eve influences Adam. Adam, now they're both, they both sin. Have we ever seen the comeback story of Eve in its fullest form? Well, I'll tell you, the end of the Bible says we're going to see it because when the bride comes, the spotless bride, we are going to experience the greatest comeback story of all time. Now, in traditional settings, I know we live in a society right now where we've got say yes to the dress and it's men and women in the dressing room. But in biblical terms, who were the only people that got to be in the bride chamber? Women, because they prepared the bride, they cleaned up the bride, they got her ready, they fixed the dress, they got her pumped up. So coming back to original nature, in the end times, it will be women, and that's why we're going to start seeing right now an uprising of the Amy Coney Barrett's and the Kamala Harris's and women in, in law, and you're going to see an uprising. You're going to see some that are really for God and some that are um, counterfeits for God, but we're going to see an uprising of women. Why? Because it's staging the bridegroom. And that bridegroom is where we as women come together in agreement and recognize our queen nature. I talk about something in the book about chess and my son is a, a very, very good chess player. And so he plays at a very high level of chess. He would like me to call him a master, but he's not yet. <laughs> but he's starting to play masters and he has to lose a lot till he beats one and lose a lot till he beats one. But he's really, really good at chess. And so in chess, most people don't know, but the queen is the most powerful piece on the chessboard. And the reason because she has complete mobility. She can go forwards, backwards, right, left, diagonal. So she is a very, very important piece to protect. If you, if you engage or activate the queen 
too soon in a chess game, you will lose the game because she's intended to protect the king and his kingdom. And so she's very, very, now, so think about women and how we can multitask, how we can do 10 things at one time. And men are like, please focus, focus, focus. Right. Like my husband before I started this recording. No, (laughs) right, right, right. (laughs) But the beautiful thing about it doesn't make us better than men. It just gives us a different functionality. So if we work in partnership with the kingdom, whether that's a home or whether that's God's kingdom, when we work in partnership, we recognize as women, we have the ability to change the board. And that's what's about to happen. You're going to see women affecting policy. You're going to see women affecting um, healthcare, the seven pillars of influence. It's really going to start in 2021. And But what's also amazing is the second most powerful player um, in how you look at, some would say the knight, but it's actually the pawn. And the reason is because the pawn protects the center of the board, lays its life down for other moves to be made. But if a pawn can ever survive the center of the board and get to the other side, a pawn becomes a queen. So you may not have been born into queenship, which most aren't. There's a lot more pawns than there are queens. But you were destined to be a queen. You were destined to persevere. You were destined to become more mobile and educated and have better skill sets. It may be that it's going to be a learned nature, which for 99% of all women, we don't, we weren't born leaders. We had to learn through trial and suffering and setback how to become great queens. And that really ticks the devil off when we do that. Oh, yes, I love it. I absolutely love it. This podcast is being released the first week of January, and you're going to be in um, in the process of your kickoff of the Life and Business Reset. Tell us more about that and what it involves and who is equipped to be a part of that. Let us know a little bit more about that. Well, for years, I open everything up to everyone. It's never just for women, but this is targeting women. Uh, My book is the first book where I've called out becoming a woman of courage, faith, and influence. And I have men all the time going, can I read this? I'm like, of course you can read it. (laughs) You're going to get a lot out of it. But I do believe that this is a year of women rising up to positions of influence, taking seats that are going to scare the tar out of them. I've got one dear friend of mine that's taking a presidency in um, the the Republican uh, area. And she like, Stacey, I am so scared. I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I said, do it anyhow. If he asked you to do it, just say yes. This is going to be a year where we say yes. So in January, and these are going to happen every month. But in January, I'm going to be doing a five-day, it's called the Life and Business Reset. And it's going to be to really help reset women's perspective and thinking, help them have greater courage. Maybe they're coming in as a boss lady and they're like, I just feel like somehow I'm supposed to use this talent for advancing the kingdom of God or for something greater. Or maybe there's somebody who says, I feel like I'm supposed to start a business and I want to be able to have a seven-figure business. And I don't even have a clue how to have a business. We are going to help women step into whether it's 10Xing the business they've got or whether it's stepping into having their own podcast. I have a publishing company writing their first book. Whatever it is that you feel God saying yes to, we're going to hit the reset button on 2020 and step into 2021 with absolute certainty that outweighs all uncertainty, with clarity of thought, 
with goals in place and with something I call the 1% method that's going to show you with micro progress how to achieve any goal. And then we have an accountability system and we call them advocates that come alongside every woman and help you stay accountable to your goals so that you can do the things God's called you to do and do it with great effectiveness. Love it. That is so, I'm pumped up. I think you need to send me <laughs> the link, but all the links and everything to get in touch with Stacy with her book and everything will be in the show notes. And as we close, Stacy, we talked a little bit before about when you've not felt good enough to step into stuff. And you've given us so mm-hmm. much information about that. But in closing, what is one thing you would suggest to women? One piece of advice you would give them when they don't feel they're good enough to be where God has placed them and what he's asking them to do. What would one piece of advice be? Such a great question. Such a great question. I was on a podcast the other day and somebody said, how do you do everything you do? Um, I'll I'll tell you, number one, the biggest piece of, of advice I would give is don't do life without the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you don't have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, if you have not been filled with his presence, which means you probably are going to have to create some capacity for him. If you've got fear and anger and unforgiveness or bitterness, greed in your heart, then that's taking up capacity. Get rid of it today and then say, Holy Spirit, flood me with your presence. Flood me with your intellect. Flood me with your passion. Flood me with your wisdom. When you do, he says, when you ask of me, I do not hold anything back, but he only fills you according to capacity. So again, I might have a little bit more of that pump and that courage and that, and it's because I've less, I've I've said less of me, more of you, less of me, more. And the more I do that, the more he's able to take over and do what I can't do. I love that so much. And you're just speaking into my, I told you in the beginning, I think, you know, we could be kindred spirits. Yeah. It just, it speaks into me of just allowing the Holy Spirit room in your life to be able to mm-hmm. take over and lead and guide you. And that's so beautiful. Well, again, Stacy's contact info and a link to purchase her book will be in the show notes. Stacy, thank you so much for being on the Start Small Believe Big podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I hope you, listening to the podcast, I hope this encourages you to allow God's best opportunities in and through your life. Don't stay the same. Keep growing and learning, learning truth, growing in faith and serving others. Thank you for listening. I pray this podcast has empowered you to live life with meaning one step, decision, and action at a time. And can I ask you guys to help out the show by subscribing to the podcast wherever you listen. Sign up for my email list on my website, billyjouse.com, so you don't miss out on any of the episodes or blogs. And also leave an honest review on iTunes. Your ratings and reviews really help. And I read each one and thank you for every review that you leave. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to do. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.